Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Hello and welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of Big Dumb Inquiries. Let's get my... Brother from another mother here, my co-host, my man uh, in, I guess I was going to say man in black, but I don't know if you're wearing black or not. I got black. It just sounded cool, I guess. So uh, anyway, <laughs> welcome, Shane. Brother, how's it going, man? Hey, not too bad. How about yourself, bro? I'm um, good, man. You sound great, by the way. New mic's working just fine. Look, we're twinsies now. How cute is that? That's what I was going for. We're the roadcaster bros. <laughs> <laughs> the road bros, bro. The road bros, Makes bro. it sound like we kind of like roam the country doing weird stuff. <laughs> I mean, we're on opposite sides of the country, so in a way, we're kind of roaming the country. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're coming at you coast to coast. Can we say that? I don't know. We but, just need uh, somebody from Cali, and then we can uh, oh. say coast to coast. We got pretty much all covered after that. <laughs> oh well, Joe, Joe's from Cali. We got to get Joe in here. There you go. Boom. Then we got uh, all three corners. Absolutely, dude. Because I kind of got the east and I got the north covered all in one. You're basically like Canada, dude. Wow. Exactly. I'm like 20 minutes from Canada. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot. Well, uh, anyway, dude, how's how's your week been? How are how are things? Uh, you know, Father's Day that was fun. Uh, got my garden going, which is also pretty cool. I got some uh, watermelon and some corn already going, uh, really? and some honeydew melon. As in, like, just the the plants are sprouting, or you got fruit coming in? Uh, the plants are sprouting. Like, okay. I started them off in like one of the little cloner type mm-hmm. looking things, and then I uh, transferred them up. And I also had some spearmint, not spearmint, uh, peppermint, and some cayenne peppers Ooh. and then i got a little garden going in the back that i have a bunch of different types of carrots including the like kaleidoscope carrot all the you know the funky looking colored carrots that are like huh. purple and stuff Pretty interesting cool. dude so i had to start it's interesting you're just now starting your garden i started mine back in like the end of march i guess just because like it it stops freezing here at a certain point and you really don't want to plant your garden until after it's done freezing am, am i right on that yeah that's like for at least Michigan, when I was reading, like, the back of all the different seeds I got, it said, like, late June for almost everything that I planted. Really? So I was kind of trying to go off that, but I know it's, like, totally different for, like, you guys than it is for me because well, I see, like, the little swoosh on the back of the packages. Uh-huh, yeah. And it says, like, a totally different time for, like, Texas and stuff to plant than Michigan. It seems like we're, like, the last wave. Do y'all have a shorter growing season then? I think so. I think that's what it is because realistically, It'll like, freeze spring in what? September? is a back and forth. It's either really cold or it's really warm, so it's not really, like, can't really promise it either way. So you got, like, summer, and then it starts getting really cold. So you got, like, four or five good months to be able to really grow stuff. Nice, dude. Yeah. I, I guess we probably have about the same, but our summers just get so hot. Like, every day I look at my plants, and they're just, like, sagging. They all look sad and wilted. But, you know, at night in the morning they pop up. But, well, happy Father's Day, dude. I'm glad it uh it went well. I'm glad you had a good time. 
Thanks, man. And you also said it on that day, too, so I also appreciate that. Yeah, I th- you said no one else has told me that yet. <laughs> I got you, bro. Uh, I listen, I was listening to No Agenda. I don't know if you listened to it yet, but they were like, at this point, Father's Day is just other guys telling each other Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Dude, it's funny. I just listened to that at work today. And, yeah, I was ex- ex- thinking the same exact thing because as soon as I heard that, I thought of you because you were the first one that texted me that day. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's funny. Well, uh, I, I have a little jello shot here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this. Might as well. It's got a little peach ring in it. It's peach crown jello shot. Here we go. Did you make it? Mm-mm. No. Um, that was a big shot. Um, <laughs> you know that uh, Mexican party I went to? Yeah. Where I was the only white boy? Um, of course, you got to have the one token white boy at every oh, Mexican dude, party. It it's was a great. Rule, bro. It's fun. Every time it happens, I love it. Um, <laughs> it was my fiance's sister's birthday party. And so she's like the only white girl of the group. And so I was the only white boy. But she, the, the, there was like eight adults at this party, right? Because they're like little kids and stuff. But her sister made like a hundred jello shots for eight people. <laughs> Plus everyone brought beer and tequila and things like that. So at the end of the party, we just took like half of them home with us. And I've just been munching on them. They're, they're not very strong. They're pretty good though. I was going to say, that's the type of leftovers you actually want to take home. And it's not that awkward, like, you want to take leftovers? And you're kind of like, sure, because you don't really want to say no. Yeah, You want to make yeah. them feel bad. But at the same time, though, like, you know, you want certain leftovers, but you take more than what you necessarily want to make them feel better when realistically all you want is the pie. <laughs> right. Well, I did I did make a brisket on Father's Day just for, it was a nice day. I wanted to cook out. So I made a brisket. Uh, and like half the people I invited to the, uh, cookout didn't show up. So I had just tons, I have tons of brisket. I've eaten brisket for every meal for the past three days. Uh, brisket tacos, brisket sandwiches, just straight up eating brisket out of the container, giving some to the dogs. So it's good. It's good to have some leftovers every now and then, especially if it's good. Like I don't do, uh, leftover ribs. Like if I have ribs leftover, after a cookout, I won't eat them. I don't know why. I, just, I like them cold, to be honest with you. Leftover ribs. Yeah, you heat them back up. They're, so, like, with other meats, they get better as you, like, keep heating them up again. But with ribs, it's not that case. It's not the case. That's why I say you just got to eat them cold. There's, like, certain things that taste fine cold. I don't know. I, I don't mind ribs cold. I actually kind of, like, wait to have leftover some leftover ribs so that I can't eat them cold. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird, but <laughs> I dig it. I like Psychopath. it. Psychopath. Well, I, I was going to say, say it sucks I'm on the opposite side of the country. Otherwise, I would have been at your little uh, smoke out. Oh, it would have been You know, fun. you would have been the only one chilling there eating uh, brisket. <laughs> oh, dude, it was it was worth it, though. And then, well, my fiance made cookies, too. And so I ate, she made two dozen cookies. I think we ate, like, six at the party. And I've eaten, like, four a day the last two days. I'm, I'm like, trying to get in shape for the wedding, but I'm not working, so I have nothing going on. I'm just, like, chilling at home. Like, I get all my shit done in the first two hours of the morning. Like, I did get you know, take care of the dogs, water the garden, work on podcast stuff. And I'm like, shit, what I do all day. So I just like eat and I've been playing video games. So not in the best. Uh, I beat Grand Theft Auto in like three days. So, <laughs> but uh, Amit, Amit's in the chat. He says, what's up? What's up, Amit? He's going to be coming on Yo, the show go. next week, a week from today, right? That'll be fun. Yeah, I think next Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Amit, I still didn't get your email, brother. I didn't get it. I don't know where it went. Let's try it again. Yeah, we're just riding solo on this one today mm-hmm. for all the listeners that are wondering why we haven't introduced a guest into it. Uh, we had a guest planned. Uh, he didn't end up getting back to us, so we're just going to ride this one out. We got enough clips yeah. between the two of us that, you know, we're just going to do it uh, well, and shit know, happens for the three episodes. Shit happens, too, you know. 
I, I've, for some reason, whenever I schedule guests, their moms end up dying. So <laughs> I hope that's not the case with this guest. But two guests now that I've scheduled, uh, their moms died. So uh, I, I have you ever watched cursed. Portlandia? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Did you remember the episode Louis C.K.? Uh, maybe, dude, it's been so long. I watched that show back when I was a crazy libtard. Dude, he, uh, okay, so they, they're going to go to, like, a stand-up thing with him, and he ends up canceling his show, and he says it's for, uh, like, family reasons, and then it becomes this whole theme of the episode that they're pretty much talking about how you can, uh, you know, not have to do something if you say for family reasons, because nobody will question it, mm-hmm. and they, uh, like, it's supposed to be when the show's going on, and they, like, walk into a restaurant, and Louis sitting in there, and he's like, there, there's family issues. <laughs> That's, I don't know. This is just what made, it made me think oh, dude, of. Not people, that you know that's necessarily the case, but I still oh, think well, it was people do funny. do that often to get to get out of stuff. I I, I understand. Well, and think about it now. The last uh, you know few years with COVID, dude. I mean, people were just getting out of all kinds of stuff, dude. Like talk about f- like funerals, uh, weddings, uh, work stuff. I mean, dude, you could get out of anything. Just you didn't even have to test. You could just be like, I don't feel that great. You know, <laughs> and then you can All just you had to uh, say was I'm scared of COVID. I'm scared. Even yeah. question you. you don't even have to be sick or pretend to be sick. Dude, I, I to this day, every time I text my boss, like even if I'm not sick and I don't really want to go to work, I'll be like, hey, not feeling up to it. And I always feel so bad. Right. Like just that's like my my work ethic inside of me is like, Kyle, don't do this. And I always feel so bad. But with COVID, dude. You don't even have to pretend to be sick. You could just be like, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Or, you know, you got to ask if they're mask or, you know, anti-vax, like whatever the hell. And then you can just say the opposite and then just avoid them after that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, it's it's been a, (laughs) I hope that part sticks around. You can just get out of shit. But also, that's partly why no one's fucking working now, so... (laughs) We'll see, brother. We'll see. Um, but anything else going on? Any other good stuff in the world or or in your life in your world? I wanted to ask uh, you, what time do you get off work, dude? Uh, four p.m. Eastern. Well, three p.m. Eastern. I usually get home by four p.m. Eastern. Really? What time do you go into work? Uh, I was supposed to be there by seven. I get there at like seven thirty. <laughs> Serious, dude. That's a short work day. That's pretty nice. We get uh, paid for lunch, too, so that definitely helps out. Sometimes I stay till 3.30. kind of depends on what's going on each yeah. day. <laughs> All those stoners, they got to be off by 4.20 at home with a bowl <laughs> packed, ready to go at 4.20. That's why y'all get off so early. You Shit, go, dude, go... I stay smoking all day. <laughs> oh, do you smoke at work, or do they let you do that? Um, Not at work, but, you know, lunchtime, all that kind of fun stuff. I oh, mean, shit, I'm working really? with weed, so I definitely got to smoke. Interesting, dude. That that's oh, that's crazy, dude. I do miss it a lot. I do miss it. Like not necessarily like yeah, I miss like getting stoned and stuff, but I miss more of and I people are going to hate me for saying this, but I miss the ritual of it. You know what I mean? Like honestly, I like rolling. That's like my thing. Like my yeah. girl gets like mad at me sometimes when she goes to like roll and I'm like you I, you want me to roll it? Mm-hmm. Cuz she like thinks that I'm like trying to say that she does She's it not good at rolling or something, but it's honestly, again, just part of like my ritual that I've Dude, always it, rolled my I own. Remember, I feel weird like, if I'm not. It was a very ritualistic thing for me for a long time. Obviously, at a party or something that's different, but like, let's just say it's you and a, a, a homie or a couple of friends. We used to just drive around and smoke because we didn't have places to smoke. So we would just drive around, roll it up, smoke it, try not, you know, look around the car, try not to get <laughs> caught or. Any, just any of that stuff, dude. It was just very uh, ritualistic, and uh, 
uh, I missed that part. That was the, that was always fun. Like you get this feeling in your gut. Like it, so it started <laughs> when I first started smoking weed, I'd get this like fun feeling in my gut. Like, Oh God, we're going to get stoned tonight. Like before we hours before we even get the weed, as soon as it comes up, I would, I would just get so excited. And then that feeling went away after many years. And then it came back when I started doing cocaine, that same feeling of like, Oh, we're getting cocaine tonight. Ah, <laughs> You know, it's like the excited poops. You know, you get so excited, you, you got to poop. Have you ever had that? Yeah, I was going to say, or usually for me, it's excited piss. Because every single time I get excited about something, I feel like I have to piss. Not so much the other one. Guys, <laughs> it's different for everybody. And when you play hide and seek. You ever play hide and seek, and every time you hide, you got to take a piss? Yep. It's that anticipation, man. Whenever there's anticipation, it just sits on your bladder and makes you have to piss. Same with, like, do you have any tattoos? I don't know, but when you start getting towards the end of it, though... You just kind of feel like you have to piss because, like, the anticipation of it almost being done, you're just like, all right, come on, come on. I do have a couple of tattoos. Uh, I would like to get more, though. My only hesitation lately has been I'm not as swole as I would like to be, so I don't want to get a tattoo. And then I guess I just tell myself, eventually I'll get jacked and it'll ruin my <laughs> tattoos. But I don't think that's going to happen. I might as well just just uh, go ahead and get sleeved up. But, like, my dad was always against tattoos, right, like his whole life. And then he turned 40 and he got two full sleeves and a chest piece. So, but he's also Jack. It's kind of just he's... like, fuck it. You know, <laughs> that, yeah. that's kind of what I was like with mine. I was just like, you know, I only get to live this life once. YOLO. As far as I know, we'll, as far as <laughs> I know. guess we'll find out when, when, when we get to that point. But yeah, you know, I just said, fuck it. Cause each one kind of represents like a different period in my life. So everybody's like, aren't you going to regret those? I'm like, no, they're like memories. <laughs> well, dude, uh, you want to get into the show? Shall we? We got a few yeah, people watching, a few people listening to the show. Thank you all for being here. I know we didn't really promote it; it's last minute, but uh, thank you all for being here. So, where should we uh, where should we start, brother? Let's see. You have? Do you have two clips? I have two clips. You want me to start with the my first original one? Um. Yeah. Sure. Let's do okay. it that way. Let's do it back and forth. I guess between okay. our clips. All right. So, uh, this one is interesting so i'll preface it by saying i the other day i was just chilling and i didn't have much going on and uh oh this is while the brisket was cooking so i watched uh atlantis on disney plus right (laughs) dude i was about to watch that the other day too oh dude it was it was fantastic so one this was one of my favorite movies growing up uh disney wise and i didn't realize how much shit it actually (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, it's been disabled. Okay, here we go. Can you see this now? Oh. I can see the disabled message. Oh, okay. (laughs) I can see that it's disabled. Let me try again. Uh, Okay. So, I just didn't... I I watched this after I did the Tavern last week, and I talked to Matt from the Great Deception podcast, and he was telling me about Star Forts. Like, he was... Obviously, it was the Tavern, so it was kind of loose, uh, but he was had showed some of his Starfort presentation, and I was like blown away, right? And this had nothing to do with me watching the movie, but I started watching this movie, and here's the clip, and I still don't know what the topic is going to be because it could go either way with this, but let's just play the clip, and we'll go from here. For sure. So the thing on this, it's the beginning of the movie. It says, In a single day and night of misfortune, the island of Atlantis disappeared into the depths of the sea, Plato 360 BC, and here's the clip. For all the audio listeners, there's some things flying over the sea. 
says the wave is gaining. We have to warn Atlantis. Too late. They're like flying in their little ships over the ocean. And then I got to pause it like right here. Look at that. Do you see this? This is a star fort. It's the same configuration as a star fort. So I just wanted but it's to also the buildup of Atlantis too for all the audio listeners where it's like the the multiple rings but it's also a star fort all at once. Yeah, with the protruding walls and things like that. So I just wanted to pause that there and we'll continue on. Sounds like Star Wars. Yeah, who did the music for this? Everyone to the shelters. Everyone to the shelters. Quickly, your highness, come on. Kiddo, just leave it. There's no time. And then she has, like, a crystal on her neck, and she's, like, getting abducted by some light. It's, like, straight out of the UFO movie. And then she's ascending. Yeah, she's ascending into the light. Her daughter's all sad. And then the force field is growing around the city as the wave comes. And that's about all we need to play. But so here's the thing. I, I, I was like, I can take this two directions, so I'll, I'll throw it to you. We can either get into Atlantis itself or the occult symbolism that's in Disney movies. Because I, I was like, man, I could go either way with this. And whatever we don't get into, we can try to do it on another episode. But um, I mean, I can go a mix of both ways on that one. But like my first thing that I was just thinking of coming off the end of that clip is again with the Disney thing that there's always something that happens to the parents right in the beginning. Mm, that I don't mm-hmm. know if she's dead. I don't know. I don't remember that movie. I don't know what happened to her, but she's gone like every other Disney movie with parents. Yeah. So there's so I guess we can just keep the occult symbolism to this movie. Um, so the movie like the action of the movie takes place in like 1914. So like on the cusp of. World War One. Uh, there's lots of uh, advancements in technology. People are trying to discover lost like archaeology. This is when like the pyramids came about. Archaeology was getting really big, and there's this guy Milo who believes he he can find a lost uh, city of Atlantis. It's the lost empire of Atlantis, and in uh, just that. So right after that part of the movie, in the very beginning, he goes through this whole. Uh, presentation of where he thinks Atlantis is, the technology they had. He said they could, they had unlimited energy sources, they had flying technology, they had all kinds of stuff. And so, uh, and the fact that that's in a Disney movie, and then looking back in some of the older uh, histories, some more research, you find that this stuff is probably legit. There probably was some very significant uh, technological advancements in an Atlantis-like uh society that did exist however long ago and they were you know kind of great resetted themselves so um we can get into atlantis or we can get into the occult symbolism i mean i mean the occult stuff i looked up another video but they're they're so long uh there's so much uh like masonic teachings and stuff like that in disney movies and cartoons but i guess we can keep it strictly to atlantis on this one so your I thoughts? mean, I can bounce into all that stuff. I feel like I definitely have a lot of uh, 
other examples I could talk about as far as that kind of stuff goes because I'm always watching out well, for that kind of shit. Let's just throw it in and know, I'll have a daughter. But yeah, let's throw it in. I'll send you another. I'll send you some more clips. Like late, we can do it another time. But or maybe this is a whole episode sometime we do about this stuff. But uh, with Atlantis in particular, do you think that there's some that do you believe in Atlantis? Do you think it's legit? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, and I feel like Disney probably hand selects certain things on purpose because they're trying to like. I don't know, like put out a message or something or like keep the story alive in a sense, I guess could be another idea behind it. But I don't know. I feel like Disney weirdly enough has a lot of things that are very on point. Like I said, the three rings in the beginning talking about Atlantis and that's like the main makeup of it. And also interesting that of course it comes from a Plato story, but like that they use a Plato quote in the beginning of it also, not that like kids would understand like who Plato is. Um, I don't know, just a lot of different things. I feel like they're, like, linking different clues together, at least trying to depict it as best as they can as far as, uh, like, trying to go off of, like, Plato's story. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. You you never hear the mention of kind of the, in regards to Plato's story, the big part is the three rings with, you know, some water in between them and things like that. But it could, if you look at it from a, because, like, Matt was showing me these star forts, right? like from an aerial view and and there's essentially three or four uh layers of fortifications with sometimes a moat, sometimes bushes or or woods in between the uh the layers of, of fortifications. But look at this. I mean, you have the the pointy uh the pointed walls. Um let me see if I can't like I was going to say up. look at the buildings too. They look like Tartarian like style buildings. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. Last frame. So they're flying around. I mean, we have Obviously, this this main part here, and even that looks like it has three rings on it too, that main city center. But then you get here, and it's like, oh, you know, they have these pointed walls that go all the way around, uh, very Tartarian style with the gardens and the geometry. Uh, oh, look at this. See this little symbol right here, Shane? You see all the little squiggly lines here? Oh, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> we already knew that with Walt Disney now. Come oh, on. yeah. Well, that's another thing I was going to get into, If but I didn't bring that clip. I can pull it up, but it's it's a long. It's a, that's a whole show in itself. Um, but, yeah, there, it's interesting. Just the fact that it's a kind of a weird synchronicity that Matt was telling me about these star forts and show me pictures, and then I immediately recognized it two days later when I started watching this movie. Synchronicities, man. It's supposed to happen for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But... What are some other examples that you just, you know, off the top of your head of some, like, Disney occult stuff? Um, let's see. I mean, there's the whole uh, Pinocchio thing with, the like, the pedo island and when they go there. Oh, not that it's pedo island. What do they call it on that? They call it, like... Pleasure uh, Island. What is it? Pleasure Island. That's it. Like yep. Epstein's Island. Exactly. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, most of that kind of stuff is linked to, like, ritual sex magic. Um... So, I mean, that could be a reference to that because I know it's based off of an original Italian story uh, that was talking about how these all these kids would disappear. Um, who knows? Maybe that was linked to something in cult also. So, like, you know, even if they were copying it off of somebody else's story, well, not copying, but, you know, making an animated version of somebody else's story, they could have been picking it specifically for a reason and also knowing that maybe that was linked to some kind of occult things. Um and then I know that, like, in a lot of the old Disney cartoons, there's a lot of, uh, like, the old black and white ones. And, like, when they first started doing them in color, 
they're a lot more open about that kind of shit. So yeah, that was like, part of that video I was going to show you. It was like Donald Duck, like being ex- like taught the Pythagorean Pythagorean theory with like the golden ratio and like all these Masonic teeth. Like he had a uh, like a pentagram on his hand, and then the pentagram like came alive and like told him all about this secret tech uh, math and. Uh, architecture and stuff like that it's it's super and it was in the older ones too and they would even Did you put see the, the one where he's like looks like alistair crowley has like the hat on and he has you know that picture he has like his oh, hands up against his chin oh yeah. yeah 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 i know what you're talking about that's with donald duck yep and it was always donald duck too it wasn't always mickey or you know you'd think it'd be the main guys but no it was fucking donald duck was the one who was getting uh, indoctrinated into the <laughs> Freemasons. <laughs> he was also the one that they'd always dress up like a Nazi and stuff too, weirdly enough. Yeah, I remember that. And see, the thing, they were more open about that stuff back in the in the in their earlier days of Disney. And even to this day, you know, you, you can't find Disney's Song of the South on uh, the, in the archives. Really? I don't think you can. Because it's it's uh, it's apparently very racist, is what I've been told. I haven't seen it. I might have seen it. I don't What's know. What's the movie with the birds with the three crows or whatever? I thought that they like took that off of Netflix or like cut certain parts out of it because the it was deemed crows. as racist too. I don't know. Three crows. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was it Dumbo. Maybe it was Dumbo. Dumbo. Uh. Well, Dumbo was retarded, so they have to take that off. But then so was uh, Igor, the 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 hunchback. Uh, if that was his name, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, that kind of pushes on like the whole Disney story, though, because they're trying to be like, "Oh, you're beautiful all on your own," you know, doing that kind of shit. Yeah, they're kind of I mean, doing that now. So I feel like they would leave Hunchback. Yeah, and he's disabled, I guess. Right, but he's a white man. So <laughs> where does it? Where's the line drawn? <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, there's tons of there's tons of uh, examples that you can you can go and find. Um, but I mean, we don't have to stay on this too long. I just thought it was. I I really just wanted to point it out, point out that Starfort uh, configuration in the in the movie, and then. Um, but yeah, maybe we should do an episode sometime. Uh, kind of you know do some research and actually put some of the. I know other guys have done it. I know Paranoid American. I know One on One. I know they've done some stuff, but uh, shit, maybe we should get uh, New York Patriot on here, and he can, we can, not on Big Dumb Inquiries, but just on a show together, and just maybe he can school us on some of this symbolism. Yeah, that would be He'd be the guy to talk to, if I had to guess. (laughs) Oh, I also want to point out, too, another thing that I recently learned about Disney movies, too, is that if you look up the Disney princesses' age versus the princes, like, all the princesses are, like, under 18, and all of the princes are, like, in their 30s. So oh, that's really? also kind of weird, too. Yeah. Interesting. I guess that was kind of normal in, you know, back in the day. Uh, I mean, like, way back in the day. But shit, I mean, even, like, my grandparents and great-grandparents, they were, like, 14 and 20. You know what I mean? Like, it was just different, I guess. True. Still, still weird. Still kind of gross, but... Back then, if you lived to be 30, 14, you were middle-aged, you know, so. Not saying it's a cult-related, just something weird to think about. That kind oh, of, like, there's I all kinds the of weird shit. Like, like, hmm. you, like you pointed out with the parents, right? That's in every single Disney movie. There's something fucked up with the parents, right? I know that Walt Disney had a whole thing where he didn't get along with his parents, so he always wished that, like, he, they weren't his real parents, so that he was adopted or that he was going to find his real parents. Mm. And that's why he got into all the occult stuff that he did and like the Freemasons because they had like the whole brotherhood 
kind of concept where he got to feel like part of a family besides his own family that he didn't like. So I feel like it's partly could be a cult reason or it could be some type of subliminal messaging well, towards like trauma, or it could also just be, you know, his fantasy that he wished that, you know, what again, his, isn't parents that really his parents what that whole Tom Hanks movie is about kind of like Walt Disney's story, right? Which one that Tom Hanks movie about Walt Disney. I can't remember what it's called. It's like Mrs. Something dear. It, someone knows what I'm talking about, right? You know what? He won, he won an award for it. I'm pretty sure Walt Disney. Here, let me type that in. Cause I'll I, say I have to look it up. Walt Disney Tom Hanks. Uh, what's it called? Saving Mr. Banks. That's it. I know, like, I know the name, but I don't think I've ever actually seen the movie. I've never seen it either, but I'm, uh, it, I think it was just about kind of Walt Disney's messed up life. I'll have to look into it. Now I'm kind of curious if that's what it's about and it has Tom Hanks as the main character. I guarantee yeah. there's a lot of occult symbolism in that <laughs> that's movie. That's exactly what I was thinking, dude. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about um, Tom, well, not Tom Hanks. It's about Disney. Uh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I need to look into that. Sorry. I'm getting a little sidetracked. Um, do you want to hop into one of my questions? Yeah, um, absolutely. I don't know which one you got loaded up first. So uh, I can load up whatever you want, baby. I'm Let's the do the one that I sent you this week first. This week? Oh, yep. oh God. Okay. Let's. Uh, <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. UFO news. Sorry. Let me restart it. Why does it let me play this one in here? Probably because it was a Disney clip. I had to guess. Probably. But it wasn't officially Disney. Does that make sense? I, the, Disney's algorithms are just so good they can pick that. Like, we'll probably get. You know, on the last two videos that we did live, we got dinged. I figured we would. But it wasn't, it was for copyright, but then it let it go because I think everything we do is under fair use. So, uh, yeah, and I'll it's be, all like news clips and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'll be sure to put that in the description too, that copyright notice, just so a little CYA action there. I guess, uh, the premise, the clip that I have, um, my question is, why is it that? they are openly talking about UFOs and they tried to hide it for so long. And then I have a news clip to go along with it. All right, here we go. UFO news. There have been unexplained sightings of flying objects in the sky for decades. The Pentagon recently formed a new office to study UFO reports. And now, now it's NASA's turn. The space agency launching a new team to investigate who or what may be behind the unexplained sightings. Here's NBC's Scotty Schwartz. The effort to uncover the mystery behind those UFO sightings is about to get some help from some serious space probes. NASA announcing it'll form a new and independent team to investigate unidentified aerial phenomenon, or UAPs, but instead of focusing on classified encounters with UFO, military jets, the agency plans to examine data they've already possibly captured and may even include recordings taken by civilians. Just last month, this video shot on an iPhone during an air show in Miami appears to show something shooting up out of the water with people swimming nearby. Oh, shit. And I saw it, and I was like, what in the... Like, no way. NASA's review could even include not videos like that. this possible sighting captured in Utah by a film crew in 2016. I don't think it's bird. I don't think Dude, it's that one's a bug. Good one. I think it's exactly what a 
you know, UFO stands for unidentified flying object. Once the investigative team officially launches in the fall, they're hoping Damn. to cross-reference things like video with other data, like satellite images or low-orbit observations made by the space agency. This is what we do at NASA. This is not our first rodeo. We discover and explore many, many things in ways that, uh, frankly, at the beginning, this guy's it a fucking like dork. a miracle. And <laughs> yeah, then right? as we go forward, it looks like something new we never would have guessed. It all comes just weeks after Congress held its first public UFO hearing in half a century, following hundreds of unexplainable sightings by the military in restricted airspace. And while most of those are expected to remain classified, including at least 11 near misses with military jets, more everyday Americans baffled by what they've seen are now hoping NASA could soon provide oh more public answers. Do you have enough data to say what these could be? At this moment in time, we do not have enough data to really conclude. Does what that the mean fuck? It's not extraterrestrial life. I'm is that guy filming in a hotel hallway? Me, extraterrestrial life. Frankly, it looks like. Oh my god! The is the right one, which is I don't know. For the news, I'm Gotti Schwartz. Jeez, dude. Okay, there's <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot in there, right? One, I just have to address the NASA guy they talked to. What? What, I think I saw him on Love on the Spectrum or something. Like, I could not, I didn't know. I was like, is this guy a genius or is he a dummy? I just, he, he looks smart. He's in the suit. I think he said some smart things, but he how he talks, he's like, I don't know what we're going to do. You know, I, I don't know, guys. <laughs> like, Dude, I saw one huge strike is that if NASA is opening up a department to start investigating, uh, you know, they're calling it something different other than UFOs. Like, that's already a strike right there that you already know it's going to be a bullshit setup because NASA's involved with it. <laughs> right. Well, it, think, you know, simple solutions, brother. It's all about the money because now they're they're getting get some funding for this new project, right? That's all it is. They're just going to get funding and never actually do anything. That's what happens with a lot of these things is, hey, there's a problem, right? We have to look into it. They already probably know what the pro what it is, right? So what? Hey, we need money. We need some money so we can pay people eh, eh, ourselves to look into this, <laughs> and then never come up with anything, dude. It's the perfect uh, money laundering operation. In fact, we should somehow integrate that into the podcast, <laughs> dude. I was gonna say too, like it could just be like the preemptive setup to uh, project Project Bluebeam. Also, well, yeah, because they NASA's have to make it involved. look like there's a problem before they start actually jumping on it. Because if there's all of a sudden just a UFO attack one day, they're going to be like, oh, no. But if they start, you know, kind of setting it up piece by piece, because there's already that other government organization that homeboy from uh, Blink-182 is to the stars of. to the stars. Yep. And then there's this now NASA organization, because this is from only a couple days ago. Yeah, so this there's is two new. government organizations that are trying to release well, UFO footage. I think technically to the stars is private, but it's got like top CIA, former CIA as like the board lead, board members. And uh, the other one was ATIP. That's where Lou Elizondo comes from. Uh, mm. That was another government organization that didn't do much. And he's teamed up with To the Stars. Uh, kind of. I don't know if he still is, but he's with, like, uh, Jeremy Corbell and stuff like that. So I, he's, like, apparently the top guy, but he never really seems to know the answers. I mean, no, nobody He doesn't really look does. like a guy who would work for the government. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he just looks weird. Dude, my other question, too, is, like, why, why are they trying to change the name of it? 
Why are they not trying to call it UFOs? Dude, they did that years ago. They did that years ago. I think it's because... If I had to guess why, it's probably a marketing thing. Like, UFO was too demonized. And so to make themselves sound more serious uh, and stand out when they talk about it, they call them UAP. So everyone's like, they hear that and they're like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Sounds like some kind of bomb. (laughs) Right, right. See, it sounds scarier, too, than UFO. It's more of a threat. So, uh, yeah, dude, I think think at the end of the day, this is all about just getting more money. Uh, I think they already know the answers, you know what I mean? But I agree with you. It's this kind of slow roll of information just to kind of get our buttholes ready for that that alien probe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Literally, but the probe is going to be for coming from them. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's going to be going to your bank account and probably COVID your butt. COVID shot 2.0. Probably your butt, too, yeah. Instead of, you know, putting it in your arm, they're just going to put it in your butt. Well, that is a more effective way. I don't know why they haven't <laughs> been doing that from the beginning. Because that's a better test, too. Like, your your your, uh, your uh, COVID test up the butt is more effective. So Can you imagine how much more resistance they probably would have actually gotten if they had to stick something in your butt, though? I don't think... I think they would have gotten much... I think it would have been better for them. I think they would have done a better job. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine how many creepy-ass dudes would have been signing up to uh, be COVID testers? That's what I'm saying. It would become, addi- <laughs> it would become addicting to people. You know what I mean? Like Swap people, my ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think chicks would really be into it because it's just like, it's just a little Q-tip, you know? But uh, I think it would, I think people would get addicted to it. <laughs> Dude, there there would be people on both sides because even coming from like, we, we can call them straight. They try to claim that they're straight, but they're not probably that straight. But, you know, dudes like being pegged, so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think a lot of people who have like hidden, uh, <laughs> I think I have COVID, honey. Take me to get tested. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, babe, uh, you're not going to do it. I need the nurse to. You know what I mean? I think that's what it would come down to. But, dude, imagine how much more money it would cost for each test, right? If you got a – one, the hazard pay goes up ten times, right? You're If you're just doing butt stuff for, for two years in a row uh, to, to hundreds of thousands of strangers – uh, you know, I would, you, you'd charge more than 50 bucks a pop, you know, bump that up to 150, 200, then we're in business. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I need to check your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're going into a concert. <laughs> it's like everybody bend over and expose your winking eye. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> or, well now they have the COVID sniffing dogs too. So the dogs can just sniff, sniff all the butts and determine whether or not you have, you have COVID. I mean, some people might still enjoy that, I guess. Dude, dogs love butts. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> so... Some people start purposely putting peanut butter between their butt cheeks oh, before a concert. Oh, God, dude, no. Like, that's oh, no, a- oh, no, dog. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> you took it one step too far, Shane. One step too far. Uh, hey, so- that's a good note to end it on. <laughs> right, right. So what's what's our next, uh, next subject? I guess, oh, I guess that's me. Yes, All right, sir. we'll do that one I sent you on Instagram. Because I... This is just an example of what the topic is. So let me uh, find it real quick. All right. It's on Instagram. Sorry. I can probably find a better clip, but here's all we, here's what we got. I need to find the hotkey for but guess what? So right, But guess what? So Reuters publishes this story. It says Russia pushes Ukrainian forces to outskirts of key eastern city. So then they show a picture of this guy. Russia pushes forces to outskirts of key eastern city. 
And it says down here, the caption is a local resident inspects a damaged van following a military strike amid Russia's attack on Ukraine at a residential area in Kharkiv. But if you see this right here, it's a little tatty tattoo. <laughs> what is that a tattoo of, you think? Little tatty tattoo. Just, just your local resident in Ukraine. Wait, let's get a closer look. Let's get a closer look. Oh, oh no! It's a swastika! <laughs> <laughs> Son of a gun. So just a regular Reuters news article. Okay, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And the, the title of the video is, Are There Any Ukrainians Without Swastika Tattoos? Oh, man. Uh, shout out to Jimmy Dore. That was from, from his show. Uh, but it's true. Dude, I've seen it. I've seen it for months now. All over the, all over the channels, right? That... Not like the mainstream channels. I'm talking our channels. Uh, but a lot of these average people have these in Ukraine have these tattoos. Even some of the military does. And so my question is, what Jimmy Dore asks, are there any Ukrainians without swastika Nazi tattoos? Because uh, it seems like there's few and far between the ones without them. I mean, we can go into two conspiracies here. Uh, the first one I kind of picked up from listening to No Agenda, which I'm sure that you're familiar with also, mm -hmm. is that uh, America obviously has been demonizing Russia for a very long time. And their whole idea of going into the Ukraine was to take to take care of the rest of the Nazis, which would weirdly enough fit with everybody having a swastika tattoo there. And also, obviously, <laughs> coming from a conspiracy mind also, there's a lot of ex-Nazi or descendants of ex-Nazis working for the U.S. government. Right now, so yeah. like that's a reason does, to cover up. And, you know, that's like their other descendants, you know, like they're trying to protect some of them too. Right. Like even like Pfizer is a German uh, company. I mean, so many of our companies are uh, from descendants of Nazis, like even NASA, we just talked about it, Werner von Braun, right? Uh, so I that's I think both of those things you said are true. Um, and it's it's fascinating, dude, because the, you know, here in America, we, we kind of grew up with this mindset of like absolutely hating the Nazis, right? And we, we think we kicked their asses. But do you know who really hates the Nazis more than anybody? The fucking Russians, dude. The the Soviets <laughs> hate Nazis more than any American ever will. I mean, it's absolutely insane. The they did the brunt of the fighting against the Nazis. Uh, they they lost just themselves like twenty million men. I mean, like that's like two generations of of people. Like it, oh, Russia. Yeah. If Russia hadn't lost that many people, they probably would have beaten us in and every other conflict after that. But they were just so devastated after that war that it was really... And then communism really went into full swing, and they really had a hard time getting anything done. But I'm just saying, because of all of these things, the Russians fucking hate the Nazis, like, so much. Uh, so if they if they say they're going after Nazis... They 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 probably don't say that lightly. You know what I mean? It's not like they're just calling people Nazis to call them Nazis like people do here in America because their understanding of what a Nazi is is so much more I think legit than, you know, when we have people here who say, "Oh, punch a Nazi." You know what I mean? And I mean, all signs point to it too, especially considering how many people have those tattoos, and it's not like uh they're they're, they're tilted on an angle, so it's clearly a swastika and not the like symbol for uh peace and hope. 
where, you know, it's like the straight swastika because mm-hmm. the swastika to begin with is one of those like hijack symbols where they kind of tilted to the side and kind of, you know, disrespected the original meaning of it. Right. But right. Yeah, they're, they're clearly swastikas. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's hard, a hard thing. You go into like a uh, media manipulation that you hear so many different sides from so many different angles and everybody has their own agendas. They're pushing that like realistically, nobody knows what the fuck's going on besides the people that are involved. And even those people involved, like if they're lower level involved, like they still have no fucking idea. Mm. It's like most wars, you know, like people are just fighting because they think they're fighting for freedom, not really understanding everything else that's involved. Well, a hundred percent, dude. I mean, that total disregard for not only the life at the lower levels, but like the, what the truth is to those people at the low, like doing all the work. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. do you, I'm sure you've heard the story of this. I don't remember the name of the battle, but it was a Russian offensive against the Nazis in world war two. And the Russians, uh, they didn't have enough guns and enough ammo to arm all this, the, their army. So they sent a million people in, a million soldiers uh, to fight the uh, these this uh, Nazi place. I don't remember where it was. It might have been Stalingrad. I can't remember. And they gave half of them guns and they gave the other half ammunition because they were like, statistically, one of you will die. So just follow somebody who either has a gun or has bullets and just wait for them to die and then pick up the gun or the bullets and then continue <laughs> fighting. Like it was literally like just like going to us like they were just slaughtering, slaughtering people, uh, much like they did in older wars as well, like specifically in, in the Civil War. But it's like they literally didn't have enough shit to, to deal with the – to arm sufficiently the people that they had. So they just sent them in, you know <laughs> – I'm surprised they didn't quarter it down. Like only a quarter of you are going to make it. Yeah, so a find you a, get guns when those dude, ones die. Keep picking up the guns and rotating. Talk about the buddy rule. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, right? always have a buddy, uh, <laughs> but one of you has to die. <laughs> dude, you don't know how fast I'd be out of that bitch. Like it's either die, be exiled from your country, or take off and disappear. I don't know, man. Like I don't think I would have fit very well. And you probably die either kind of stuff. either way. You die because if you go to a Russian prison. Uh, prison, you're gonna die. If you go into the Russian wilderness, you're gonna die. So you might you as just well just drop you and you just run back the other direction. Everybody's too into the war to realize that you're what you're doing. <laughs> well, again, in Russia, there was this this family that lived out in the the vast wilderness, uh, isolated for like I don't know seventy years. They didn't even know World War Two happened. Like they were found in like the early like I don't know. This is a recent story, like in the last ten years. Uh, but they, this helicopter flew over or something like that and saw this, like, house and everything. And, yeah, these people had no idea anything had ever happened. They were just living out there in the woods. How weird is it to think that, like, you could literally just be in the middle of the woods somewhere and have no idea about anything happening in the world? That's, like, that's ignorance the, is bliss right that's there. That's the you dream know? right there, dude. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, so that was my clip. Um, I guess, I mean, we, we kind of touched on a lot there, but... Yeah, uh, I I definitely believe we're we're supporting some people who we probably shouldn't be, and I'm gonna say that. You know what I mean? Obviously, any war is bad. I feel bad for the people, but in my lifetime, we've been lied into multiple wars for no reason, and uh, not. And I say not we as a country, but we as people of this country have been lied to into accepting wars that our government perpetrates. So uh, I'm not for that, and. Uh, you know, I think everybody can hate some Nazis. I think that's okay. <laughs> yeah, even on a deeper level, just knowing the types of things they did to people, like not just 
to Jewish people, but just experimenting on like different types of people, like twins. Look uh, at where we are now, dude. I mean, that's why that's where the Nuremberg Code came from, right? And I probably shouldn't go into that because we'll definitely get kicked off YouTube. So we're gonna get uh, kicked no matter what. So I'm just kind of <laughs> do it. It's the live, and then it is what it is, and then you know everybody wants to listen can just listen on our feed. So it works out. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> All right, so let's get into your final clip. Uh, is this the one? The one from you sent me last week. Yes, sir. It should be the second one down, maybe. First okay, one? I don't okay. know. You have to look uh, at it. Okay. So I guess I'll start premising this. So obviously I like to bring up the whole COVID vaccine thing frequently because it's just something that kind of digs in my brain constantly. So they're starting to try to push inhaler vaccines. I don't know. I, w- I want some other some other input on inhaler vaccine in inhaler vaccines it just sounds okay. even more sketchy than the original vaccine to me so it's this video we played this one last week it's this one yep here we go 623 now the best protection against covid19 could be by going up your nose abc or nasal i guess Aaron takes an in-depth look at the growing body of research showing nasal vaccines do a better job of preventing infection than a shot in the arm does For the most part, COVID-19 enters our body when we breathe it in. That's why researchers around the world are looking for an extra layer of vaccine protection right here. They say that could be our best chance to stop COVID infections before they start. We're still playing catch up with SARS-CoV-2. Dr. Benjamin Israelo is an infectious disease expert. Israelo? has been working on a better way to prevent COVID-19 through a nasal spray. Nasal vaccines induce immunity within the nasal passage and hopefully within the whole respiratory tract um, to um, further prevent not just disease, but actual getting sick at all. The idea of fighting COVID through the nose is not new. Back in 2020, ABC 10 News profiled Diomics, a company working on a spray where nanobeads cover the nasal cavity and block spike proteins from attaching to cells. Protection would last about two days. And San Diego-based Sorrento Therapeutics (laughs) is already testing COVID drops, a post-infection nose drop, which they say is 10 times more effective than monoclonal antibodies. But the use of a nasal vaccine for COVID is now picking up steam. There's something special about this nasal immunology. In an interview last month, UC San Diego Dr. Davey Smith says the idea of mucosal immunology is promising. The whole idea is to get a vaccine to to train the immune cells in our nose and our throat that are the first immune cells to see the virus when it comes in and how to fight it. Those cells could then spread immunity through the rest of the body. Recent animal trials show encouraging results. This study from India is the furthest along. It tested a nasal vaccine on hamsters, comparing it with traditional mRNA vaccines and found that the nasal booster traditional, as if they've been around forever. virus levels below yeah, the right? detection, prevented inflammation and pneumonia more efficiently than other other vaccines and created markedly higher neutralization capacities. Another study from Hong Kong found that a single dose of a nasal vaccine resulted in sterilizing immunity in both the upper and lower respiratory tracts of hamsters, thus preventing viral spread. And Dr. Israelo's study from Yale found a nasal booster enhances systemic immunity better than an mRNA shot in the arm. 
they're able to show decreased um, viral shedding and decreased uh, transmission of the virus in 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 hamsters who had received the nasal vaccine versus those that had received the intramuscular vaccine. That's all good news, but the researchers tell me human trials may not start for another year or more. In the meantime, they say the current vaccines that we have are the best chance at being protected. There's the kicker. Jared Ernst, ABC 10 News. Dude, that's a great clip, man. That was a great clip. That's why I had it. I found it last week, and I just knew I needed to save that one. So that's why I double. Dude, I'm gonna you send that week. to uh, um, uh, No Agenda. I think they'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> Dude, I see. This is my kicker to it. I think that one. It sounds again like it's not gonna last very long, like they're talking about in the clip. So that's just more of a reason to have people to come back. So it's feeding more money into big pharma. On top of that, you know they could start changing the recipe slightly. And, uh, you know, it's starting to do other things with it. If you're into the whole, uh, you know, the COVID vaccine isn't necessarily a vaccine, but something that's like genetically altering our DNA. Um, and then the other thing I was thinking, too, is that they make things in it that are addictive. It's just another thing that, you know, everybody needs to get it. And once you start using it, you're going to have to continue using it because maybe you'll, you know, have like a crazy decrease in your immunity where you have to have this thing. Otherwise, you get sick every single time you pass anybody that has anything. Yeah, I I think the it it I agree with you there that it's definitely a money a money thing cuz you know the kickers in there were it lasts 2 days. That means every every 2 days if not every day you're going to be taking taking this uh this what and they call it a vaccine. I, I mean it's interesting. Uh Like how they slide the 2 day thing in there like you almost don't catch it. Yeah, and it's like there's uh it, it there is uh, a lot of language that they used in that clip that really stood out, right? Like you said, the two-day thing, uh, the uh, you know the the barrier, the spike. I mean, it it's very interesting, but it, I think it's probably you could just use like a normal nasal spray and, and maybe have the same effect. I mean, they were saying this is going to uh, create immune cells throughout your whole body and everything, but I'm pretty sure like Peter McCullough's thing is like if you just like rinse your navel cavity out every day or every couple of days, you won't catch it in the first place. So. So yeah, it's just another uh, topical quick relief thing that I don't know that they feel like they can just make money off of. And they try to throw the name vaccine in there so that people feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's either one going to make people reject from it farther or two, it's going to make people want to hop onto it more. Cause they're like, Oh, I can get it now without having to get and, stabbed. And why isn't this under emergency use authorization? Because you know how they said the trials are, uh, won't start for like another year or two, bro. They're already going. I can guarantee it. Well, I Come know, but, but the vaccine trials didn't last that long, right? The, the first one. So if they're calling this one a vaccine, why wouldn't it also get rushed through faster than, than that. I mean, that's still pretty quick, but why wouldn't it go even faster? That's what I'm wondering. I bet it's going to come out right when they need some more cash. You know what I mean? They probably just got projects lined up for the next 15, 20 years of, you know, pharmaceuticals that they can just keep saying is for COVID and just keep raking in the cash, dude. Honestly, too, and all the people that are scared are going to continue to keep getting whatever the next round of the next thing is, too. It's a subscription. I still see a shit ton of people wearing masks. Because here's the thing. People aren't going to take 10 shots. You know what I mean? I mean, some people will, but I'm saying most people aren't going to take 10 shots. So they're going to have to give have something else that's more marketable uh, at that time. Uh, Same, similar product, similar thing. It's a subscription service, dude. It's like upgrading your Hulu to without ads. 
right? Like now you don't have to get a shot every six months. You can just, you know, use this nasal spray after you brush your teeth in the morning every two days. It's more convenient. It's a better product. Uh, you know, it's like it's like Hulu without ads. Like you get Hulu for like you know good a good deal, and then you got to pay to get the ads off of it. So same thing. The ads are going to the doctor every six months, carrying around a card. Now you just enter a place you go with this vac this little spray. You know, uh, they probably still want the vaccine card though. <laughs> yeah, I was but say it'll be a date loosey goosey too, where they know that it's not really doing anything, but it's like a placebo. No, it, just start putting like, or they're just getting you there. fucking high as shit on what whatever else they're putting in there. People are just fucking ripped. Uh, or that instead of a, a vaccine card, you get like a daily log, right? That you have to submit everywhere you go. It's like a journal. <laughs> It'd be a so and much digital on that shit. And it's digital. Yeah, dude. It's, oh man. Oh no, it's, it's then connected to some type of like thing on your phone where every single time you push it down, it has like a sensor on the tip to make sure it went in something. But then again, you're going to go back to people putting stuff in their butt. In their butts. But. Exactly. <laughs> you, you knew exactly where I was going with that. So. Well, dude, uh, anything else tonight? Any any other stuff you want to get to? Um, I forgot to ask. How was your last week in the beginning of the show? Oh, you son Even of a bitch. At the end, I gotta ask. <laughs> oh, it's been fine, dude. It's been fine. I got a, a another wedding shower this weekend with some family, uh, the other side of the family. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, shit, I can get married in less than 30 days. So the countdown begins. So I've re- I think I've been stress eating. And playing video games instead of like, you know, giving a shit about <laughs> like my physical <laughs> looks or you know anything like that. I'm just like bumming it out. I'm ah, so that's my week. I, I beat Grand Theft Auto Five, and uh, now I probably need to find a new game. Dude, here's the trick though. Everybody tries to get skinny for their wedding. You got to get as big as you can for your wedding. So then the rest of the time you can say, "Look how much better I look than I did back then." Because otherwise, it's going to be the opposite, like everybody else, where it's like, damn, I wish I still looked like that. You got you to have good, the opposite effect on yourself. That's a good move, but the thing is, those pictures will be forever, right? <laughs> so ideally, I would look good at the you know at the time and after get better looking afterwards. But you're probably if I have to settle, I'm going to go with what you said. I'm going to get as horrific looking as I can, <laughs> and then you know at least in the first because we're going to Mexico right after, so I just will not eat in Mexico, just drink my calories and lose weight after yeah, the wedding. Go. And then she'll be like, dang, you look really good, you know, and she won't leave me. So <laughs> it's just solidifying the bond. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in to big dumb inquiries. What? Number 10. Uh, yes, sir. This is number 10. Perfect. It was great to just chat it up with you, Shane. Uh, we'll hopefully get our guest rescheduled. Uh, but this was fun. I'm glad we did this. So everybody listening, I uh, appreciate you all tuning in. And uh, any final thoughts? Uh, for everybody that's currently tuned in, uh, we have another episode we're going to be doing live tomorrow. So keep yeah. an eye out for that. And hopefully we'll post some posts and promote it in the morning. Yeah. Uh, for and all the audio listeners that are listening after this came out, uh, I guess you'll just have to wait till the following Tuesday to hear that episode. Mm, but yeah, if you're and, interested uh, in hearing these as they come, definitely come check out the live feed. It it is fun, and uh, I actually had a on I think number eight we did with Ryan. Someone commented like, "Oh, what this show's on YouTube now? I had no idea." Thank you so much. So I was like, "Oh, that's nice." I guess because people like to watch the clips that we we post, so uh, that's good. But we will probably run into some issues as we go forward on YouTube. Just saying. Uh, I've also been putting up some of my older episodes of the Big Dumb Podcast on YouTube, just trying to 
catch up a little bit, but I just I'm waiting for the dings, dude. I'm waiting for the flags and the 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 strikes because I know they're coming. I know they're coming. If you end up switching over to Anchor, you can upload video podcasts, but they'll only pop up on Spotify. So coming from the listeners, if anybody's interested in that, uh, we can also start uploading onto at least Spotify if people are interested in watching like the video on Spotify if it gets pulled down from YouTube because I feel like we'll have a lot more leeway doing it that way. Yeah, um, I actually, I, I was looking at all my tabs I have open. I do have Anchor pulled open. I'm looking into it. Uh, if anything, I'll do it after I get back from everything uh, that because I don't want to switch services and then not be available to mess with anything. So after the after uh, once after July, after the wedding and everything, I, I will probably switch over to anchor. I need to read their terms of service and stuff a little bit just because anything that's free makes me nervous. But uh, I have I've not heard anything as far as complaints go from people who use it. So might be worth it. Save me some some 15 bucks a month or something. So. Yeah, there's a lot of names that use it too. Like I got the idea from Ron uh, from Wicked Planet. So, you know, he hasn't had any issues with it. I know that there's another good handful of people that use it. I know Patriot uses that. Um, yeah, Ryan for, for uses a pretty good it. number. Yeah, yeah, so. Ryan from Dangerous World. I think he uses Anchor also. Yeah, because I remember seeing the little symbol up in his up in the corner. Yeah. Well, um, so that's that. We'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, this was a great show. And yeah, if you're listening, uh, you can uh, tune in tomorrow night, uh, same time, seven p.m. Eastern, six o'clock Central. We're doing an episode with uh, who do we have on tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow is Josh from Illusionary Tales of Reality. Okay. I just put Josh on the calendar, so. <laughs> That's good, what I did too. Good to know. But... <laughs> um, so yeah, y'all can tune into that tomorrow. Also, if you want us to include anything in the show, as far as a topic and a question and a clip goes, just send it to us. Send us a, on, uh, Instagram, the big dumb pod, uh, podcast on Instagram. You can just search that or inquiries of reality on Instagram. Hit us with a link to a video. And your question or topic, and we'll just wildcard it. And then if you're listening live as well, feel free to um, hit us up there with something, and we can uh, wildcard it at the end of the show. But uh, this was a good show, man. It was fun stuff. Yeah, go back to the to the roots for a second. And, oh, yes, uh, you know, we'll have to do this here and there. Just have, like, a random episode where it's just us two. Yeah, and it's fun, dude. Um, so uh, I guess I'll give my plugs, and you can give your, your plugs. Uh, the Big Dumb Podcast, if you're watching – uh, you're already on my uh, YouTube and Twitch and Facebook, so just be sure to subscribe wherever you're watching. And then I'm sure there's a link somewhere to all my links, but it's Linktree slash Big Dumb Podcast. Uh, and search the Big Dumb Podcasts on all your favorite podcasting platforms, and you'll find me, and uh, you'll find this show as well. So I'll throw it over to you, Shane. And as for me, um, I make it quick and easy. Everything I make accessible off Linktree. Uh, if anybody is not familiar with what that is, it's basically just Are you a, saying that mine, my plugs were not quick and easy? No, I'm saying just in general, because I know there's a lot of podcasters that'll sit here and they'll just list off a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> I'm not I'm not bouncing off you like that. Okay, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> but uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash inquiries of our reality podcast. Um, if anybody, you know, wants some merch for this show, for my show, um, and for, you know, Big Dumb Podcast, come and check out our merch stores, which you can find off of both of our different separate link trees. Um, I do have some Big Dumb Inquiry merch on my merch store. Um, and also, if you haven't already done it, a review or a rating is always appreciated. And even better than that, you know, refer us to a friend and help expand the audience for both of us for our solo shows and for this combined show. Dude, that always is appreciated. The, that and, is the... Uh, 
Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. I was going to say, and if anybody uh, leaves comments specifically about this show, then, you know, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. So shout out to Amit for coming in the uh, uh, chat today. And yeah, leave us a review on on either feed you're listening to. Um, and if you leave us a good review, we'll, we'll read it on the show. But I will say the best way to share podcasts and stuff, at least for, for me, is word of mouth. That's how I, I find new podcasts. That's how... Um, you know, I, that's for me, that's how it works is people tell me because I trust a friend saying, hey, you should check this out. And I'm like, OK, I'll listen to it or another podcaster if they tell me to check something out. But yeah, so tell your friends uh, this is this is a little lighter than probably both of our shows uh, individually. So it's fun. It's easy for people to hop on because the topics are so random and oftentimes a little ridiculous. So uh, thank you guys so much. And uh, I guess have a good night. Anything else, Shane? Nope, I think that's about it. Just uh, have a good night coming from me also. All right, peace. Peace. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries.